This is GSAP Conversations from the Graduate School of Architecture, Planning and Preservation at Columbia University in New York City. I'm Dina Malandraos. Thanks for listening. I'm Christine Giorgio, a third-year MR student at Columbia GSAP. I'm speaking with Julia Bordova and Olga Alexakova, co-founders of Bureau Moscow, in advance of their lecture at the school on January 28, 2019. Bureau Moscow is based in Moscow and was founded in 2004. They will be teaching in advanced Studio 6 at GSAP during the spring 2019 semester. Thank you for speaking with me today. Hello, Christine. Hello. Thank you. Hello. So how, how are you finding New York so far? Well, how can you find New York other than extremely exciting? <laughs> it's a wonderful city, but it, it, it actually does remind, we do feel at home because it does remind us to Moscow a lot in certain ways. So and especially in terms of the scale of the city because of how it's similar to our feeling. Having grown up through a period of great change in Russia and, um, and maybe some uncertainty as well, can you talk about what led you to architecture? It was an incident. It was an accident, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, uh, Julie and me, we met uh, when we were 12. And uh, since in uh, Russia, children have to decide rather early what to do because you have to prepare for the school, um, school know, good, yeah, quite early. Um, we didn't know very much what to do, but then we met in the summer camp and out of conversation, we just decided that we were going to do architecture. I said, what, what are you going to do? And she said, architecture. I said, okay, then I'm going to do architecture too. And that's how it started. It was actually a total coincidence that we both pursued this career and then later our paths, we both entered uh, Moscow Architecture School and our paths uh, uh, changed. Uh, I went to Holland, Julie stayed in uh, Moscow, but... Um, and, yes, and then in 10 years, how it's changed because all of came back. Yeah, Julie had to go through all these times of uncertainty and uh, I spent these times elsewhere. And when the times of enthusiasm started, <laughs> then I came back and we joined our efforts in an office. Triumphalnaya, is, am I saying that right? Yeah, Triumph, Triumphalnaya. Triumphalnaya Square was, uh, you said, the first open competition for a public space in Moscow. Can you talk about the process of, of entering the competition and then the significance of winning that competition? It was uh, really uh, very interesting because um, the competition practice didn't exist in uh, Russian architecture practice before. In Soviet times, it's, 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 it didn't The Palace of Soviets happened. was the last, last competition. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, then uh, like seven years ago, the, our city authorities changed, and the new team came to uh, to it. And uh, Moscow got a new city architect who actually promote the competition as a culture. As, as a culture. And uh, this competition so was announced as his power. Um, so the your you had a, a five-point plan for that park, and I was interested because your last two points were adding romance and then adding more romance, you had said. <laughs> and I, I, I was wondering if you could talk about the role of romance in both Russian culture and, and how it enters into your work mm -hmm. and into your creative process. The world of romance. In this particular competition, uh, there were these two elements. So we, we did the five steps, but there were two particular elements, the swings, that uh, is, a center point of 
Russian playground courtyard and the whole life in the 60s uh, before the prefab neighborhoods came happened in the courtyard around the swings. So since the uh, square had this air of romance from the 60s because the poets used to gather there around the Mayakovsky monument and recite their poems, uh, we thought we should bring something back that kind of evokes the same feeling of childhood, romance, like meeting at the swing. That's why we made the swing double, but it's not that simple that you have to use it. You make dates at this square and you meet at the this swing and you do it together. The problem is that now you have to queue to meet at the <laughs> swing because it's so popular. And the second uh, uh, element, it's a, it's a winter culture, it's a winter country. And you, uh, there's a time in May where finally the gray and the cold and the horrible is ending and then there's a lilac coming. So we made a lilac garden because the smell just when you pass by and you smell like it feels like you awakening to a new life every year. This were two. So we always, you know, on one hand, we're very rational architects, but on the other hand, we are also we're girls and we're trying to always have a bit of a like, sensitive and romantic side to whatever we do. Yeah, there's a side of romance and, and also a, a big part of Russian culture seems to be nostalgia which I think when you talked about about what the park used to be used for, I could see that. Yeah, we are fighting nostalgia inside us. <laughs> <laughs> All for the brand new beginning. <laughs> so maybe um, you could talk about that in terms of often working against a backdrop of Soviet architecture, which has a particular aesthetic. Um, I wonder how you regard that, that aesthetic and how you juxtapose that with the introduction of color and playful elements? There are two things. When in the case of Triumphalne, we worked with a, like real Soviet aesthetic. The, uh, the buildings from the 60s, then the ensemble culture that uh, is done by single architects, very massive. The Stalinist buildings, they, of course, they are very powerful and that's what makes Moscow so, look so grand. And there we tried to merge uh, into this massive architecture around the site. That was like this one-time exercise. But the second uh, part where we're working with the Soviet non-aesthetics is, is of course, the prefab housing that we, are, we spent last 10 years working in this field of prefab housing. And uh, this is, of course, this modernist idea of like, having no uh, aesthetic, having a, a box to live and having a system actually within you uh, live. And actually, people have a very abstract um, idea about uh, home and about building where they are because they all grew up in the same surroundings and only on the inside, apartments are uh, a little bit different and now with IKEA, they're not that different in the end. And when people look for a place to live, they still, like, there is no image of how it can be different. So they buy sheer square meters and not, not a dream, not an idea of how they would feel in this apartment. It's very mechanical, which is for architects also very attractive because there is so much beauty produced that when you can get the chance to work something with the system or something mechanical or something that can be reproduced, it's a challenge, and we totally embraced it. 
having worked in housing for a long time, what, what would you say are Moscow's unique housing needs right now? Yeah, I think Moscow, of course, has a, uh, has a unique opportunities for housing development by now because it's so attractive for uh, many people. People are coming and coming in Moscow because it's, uh, it gives an opportunity of big city mega city and uh, the market is still growing up and uh, it's a big change for architects to create something new in terms of yeah, development and then of course there is a new uh, thing that uh, almost 70 percent of existing uh, buildings from 60s they are going to be demolished so it, and, and it means that a new layer of housing is coming everybody is working now on new projects Housing, 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 and housing. And then, <laughs> but the, the need is uh, diversity in typologies because it's extremely uniform still. So whatever we maybe package differently inside, it still reflects the same lifestyle. But people live in many different ways. And we feel that they're also ready to buy apartments which mm -hmm. are not as standard as they used to. But the developers don't uh, really... Uh, try or they don't really believe that it can be sold so until the market until some saturation is coming they will not take risks and not allow architects to propose other lifestyles maybe in when maybe when uh, rental housing will be more developed there you could allow for more freedom more social housing but in commercial housing it's very very rigid and there is a really really big need in diversity and too boring <laughs> So you're, you're leading an advanced studio at GSAP this semester, and you're going to be taking your students to Moscow. Right. Um, so what are some aspects of Moscow life and culture and architecture that you're most excited to show them? It's the energy and the speed of the city, a certain openness, uh, and it's this kind of young energy that is there for the couple of years it's the kind of the speed of renewal they redid uh, moscow redid all of its street streets in the past two years and it's just like looks all fresh new and kind of um there are a lot of things that exist there it's a very of course you can say the same thing about new york there are all the very different many different cultures living uh, next to each other but of course the image that you get from the media is i think very different from the image that they will find there and that's also very different from the life that we are living in the city mm -hmm. so we hope to just yeah show them that the city is exciting and it lives very different lives despite politics or many things that you would expect to find there right right because that narrative is, is so loud right now that you almost can't see the nuance of, of what the culture is Yeah, we is all walk like. around with earplugs all yeah. the time. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should try that. <laughs> so what is uh, the vision for your practice in, in the near future? Because mm. you're doing some work outside of Russia now, is that right? We're trying, we're doing international competitions because right. we yeah. think that it's time to uh, go back international. <laughs> And inside uh, uh, Russia, there are a lot of developments in the region. So we have a project, which is Blagovitians, got seven hours flight, almost in China, where they do public space. Everybody does public space. So we 
have a chance to travel around a little bit and to do public space in different uh, areas. And every actually every region is competing with Moscow nowadays. So they have a special index, and they are trying to look as, to as good as, as Moscow. And mm-hmm. so every every city has his own competition. So you could could participate in every city, making life better. That's kind of exciting. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. This podcast was produced by Columbia GSAP. You can find more information about the school on our website at arc.columbia.edu.